Hello, my friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Label Free podcast, and Happy New Year! I used to be one of those people that got all intentional about setting New Year's resolutions and New Year's goals and New Year's hopes and dreams, but now, today, I am totally the opposite. If I want to achieve a goal, why would I wait until the arbitrary flipping of a calendar? I honestly feel like this is the reason why so many people quit their New Year's resolutions so soon because they don't have enough inner motivation to make the change. Because if they did, why else would they have waited for an external circumstance? If you are struggling with motivation, I actually recorded an episode this time last year titled How to Stay Motivated in Eating Disorder Recovery in which I share three tangible tips for actually staying motivated. You'll also hear a bit more of a deep dive into my perspective on New Year's resolutions and how I approach goal setting at this point of my life, which is pretty much the same as it was last year (laughs) in January. So in this episode, I'm actually going to be sharing another update on my life and everything that's been going on with me as I received such incredible feedback on my honest update episode that I shared a few weeks back. I was truly surprised by the amount of messages I received about that episode and how many of you resonated with it that it really opened my eyes to how interested you are actually in me. I'm always so focused on you as a listener, constantly thinking about what you may be struggling with so that I can come up with content to help you, but the positive feedback on my last update episode made me realize that maybe I should make these podcast updates a more regular thing because, I mean, I showed my struggles and... I think there's so, so much strength in vulnerability, so maybe I should stop just focusing on you and what you're struggling with and also share about me and what I'm struggling with because although I have achieved so much in my life and I've beaten an eating disorder and I've beat my extreme hunger, which I will share all about in this episode, and I've discovered so many things. I mean, I always say, and I tell all my clients, I am a lifelong learner too. Like, I am constantly learning things and constantly working on myself. We all are, because if we already knew all the answers and already knew everything about ourselves, like, what's the point of living? One of my favorite quotes is actually, discovering your purpose may take a lifetime, Luckily, a lifetime is exactly how long you have. And of course, you don't want to like wait to get all your epiphanies and all your new book ideas like when you're like 99 and (laughs) like on your deathbed, but you know what I mean. Anyways, kind of coming back to the episode here because I'm going off on a tangent again, um, which I tend to do a lot um, as my thoughts can go faster than my words. (laughs) They do go faster than my words. Um, anyways, just coming back to the episode here. If you follow me on Instagram, at LiveLabelFree, you know that I had a period of doing weekly updates on Sunday, like on my Instagram stories, but I've kind of stopped doing those and honestly just have been spending less time on Instagram in general, which is something I will be getting into later in this episode because it's all part of the bigger picture of my envisionment for the future of Live Label Free so that when I am 99 on my deathbed, I can look back and be like, I did everything I wanted to. (laughs) Um, And if I didn't do it, it, apparently it wasn't important enough, right? Um, Okay, so speaking of the future, that is everything I'll be updating you on today. 
How's it been being back in the Netherlands? And what are my plans longer term? How will this affect my business and coaching? And will it even affect my business and coaching at all? I will also share all the things I'm currently working on from books and just, yeah, books <laughs> and just all the things. Um, And I'll be sharing also an extreme hunger update as I know you're probably dying to hear where I am now in terms of that journey because when I shared where I was on my extreme hunger journey, um, like I think it was two months ago, um, I was like in a totally different place. I was like knee deep, elbow deep, or should I say like mouth deep in the extreme hunger. And now um, two months later, it's just like, it never happened. Well, it did happen, but that's everything you're going to be hearing in this episode. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. Okay, so where do we even start? I'm trying to think back to how I left my last episode, and I believe it was along the lines of me moving back to the Netherlands and to be with my family and being smack dab in the middle of going through extreme hunger. So I guess we'll kind of just start there. On November 29th, I flew back to the Netherlands, and I was honestly so excited and relieved to be on the plane that day as the days and weeks leading up to that day were just so freaking stressful. I had to figure out where to store all my shit and as you know you have to like time everything perfectly in terms of laundry and finishing food and leaving the apartment clean all while being packed and prepped for a big international flight and not to mention the stress of like going through security and not bringing like liquids on the plane and it always annoys me so much because like I just want to be able to like bring a jar of peanut butter or like almond butter or even just like a thing of yogurt but they like see that as liquid and I'm like it's not it's like ground up peanuts <laughs> anyways um I'm going on so many tangents right now because I just have so much freaking energy but because I don't know exactly how long I'll be here in the Netherlands I did decide to store most of my stuff in crates which one of my friends in Boston was just so so kind enough to help me out with and she even allowed me to like use up a ton of space in her basement to just like store all my stuff so on the day I am recording this it's currently mid-December I've been back in the Netherlands for just like two weeks now and the best way to describe the way I feel is absolutely phenomenal like seriously the way I feel now versus like just half a year ago is like 180 degrees like totally new atomic mind (laughs) it's crazy um as I did describe in my previous podcast update episode when I was in San Francisco I felt lonely anxious overworked and I couldn't even eat anything without throwing it up like thinking back to like six months ago I'm like wow like that's just just crazy I was at such low weight I mean I lost so much weight last year due to the vomiting which now looking back I seriously could have died like I'm not even joking um and I just felt so so hopeless and so stuck because 
all of my efforts towards weight gain, like I was drinking chili shakes and eating extra peanut butter and obviously not bringing it on the plane, otherwise they'd take it away from me. Um, I was eating so, so many calories, but my body just could not keep it down. I was throwing up everything, and especially with my history and the work I do and, you know, empowering and inspiring people to live their best life and helping people, like, accept their natural body weight I was just like this is so ironic and then also receiving all those negative messages on social media that I was a recovery coach fraud and I was faking my recovery and I was hiding the fact that I was getting a relapse and I was becoming anorexic again like just uh it's just people on social media this is honestly another reason why social media is just for me (laughs) has become such like a mixed bag like I love Instagram and I love how many wonderful and amazing people I've met through the platform but like the dark side of social media is like dark like it, it is so dark and the most ironic part is that I know the people that said those mean things to me and commented those mean things to me and messaged those mean things to me I know that if I saw them in person and I was like talking to them face to face they would never say those things and I think like I said that's the danger of social media is people think they just have like right of passage to say whatever they want whereas like in real life they would never say that but yeah anyways when I realized I needed to start putting my health first because ultimately the vomiting was just caused by my body literally telling me like to stop I made plans to move back to my hometown of Boston where I grew up and that's when I finally felt hope again but when the stress did not subside in Boston and I still felt lonely as I yearned to be closer to my family that's when I decided to make the decision to move closer to them a move I'd sworn I'd never make again yet here I am with an entirely new perspective because I've chosen to take on that new perspective i'd sworn i'd never live in the netherlands again due to the trauma i endured here while suffering from an eating disorder i mean it was in this country that one of the quote-unquote best psychiatrists of the country told me you're just gonna have to accept the fact that you're never gonna get better because your issues are too complex i mean although it was very traumatic and it still is very traumatic i was giving so much power to an external circumstance like I was giving this woman who told me that the power to basically decide where I was gonna live and I'm like hell no she does not deserve that power because ultimately this was making me a victim and I was choosing that role I mean we cannot choose to be victimized but we can choose victimhood I mean I recently heard that quote in Edith Eager's book, The Choice, and she also wrote The Gift. I mean, highly, highly recommend these books. They are just filled with such powerful life lessons. So yeah, I was choosing to be a victim of location um, if I was going to continue giving this woman who told me, like, you're never going to get better, um, the power to basically decide that I couldn't live here. And I, I don't think that she deserves that power, like I said. So I completely opened up my mind to the possibility of flourishing in the Netherlands and showing this lady, like, I don't have to manage an eating disorder forever. Um, I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to show her anything. I never have to see her freaking face ever again, but you know what I mean. So that is exactly what I'm doing right now. I am flourishing. If you love listening to podcasts as much as I do, 
you will without a doubt love listening to audiobooks just as much. And that is why I am so excited to tell you about Audible. Audible is an audiobook service offering the world's greatest selection of titles ranging from much-loved classics to new releases and original podcasts. Ever since I was young, I have always loved learning, and I believe one of the best ways to learn is through reading. I think we all know there are so many incredible books out there in the world, from captivating fiction novels to the well-known self-help books aimed to improve your life and sense of overall health and happiness. But how the heck do you find the time to read in the hustle and bustle of our insanely busy lives nowadays? Thanks to Audible, I can now plow through several books every week without having to sacrifice any other activities on my calendar. Whether I'm cooking, going on a walk, doing groceries, or folding boring laundry, I can continue learning. Not to mention, turn any boring experience into a fun and engaging one and listen to all of my favorite audiobooks straight through the free Audible app. One of my favorite books is Essentialism by Greg McEwen, all about how to achieve more by doing less. You can now try Audible completely free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choosing when you visit the link www.audibletrial.com forward slash live label free. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash live label free. Like the name of this podcast and get your first audiobook for free on me. Be sure to let me know which audiobook you end up choosing and I absolutely cannot wait for you to join me in this revolutionary reading experience. Now let's get back to the episode. I've eaten so much good food including the incredible Dutch bread and endless toppings, pannenkoeken and poffertjes which means pancakes and mini pancake puffs and I know I did, like, see them at, like, Trader Joe's at some point, like, mini Dutch maple pancake puffs. I tried them, and those are fake news, my friend. I am sorry, <laughs> but if you know what, like, authentic Dutch bullfishes taste like, those little frozen whatever it is, those are fake. <laughs> those are fake freaking news. <laughs> um, I've also eaten classic Dutch cookies and pastries like my favorite speculas oh my god and crowd note uh, guys if you're dutch and you're listening to this like do a little like dance with me because i see you <laughs> um the dutch cheese and just so much more than i can even recall and i've even just like drank straight dutch pancake syrup polished off entire packs of stroopwafel cookies in one sitting and stroopwafels I feel like they're everywhere in the world now, but they're the waffles with, like, the caramel center. Um, But if you were ever in the Netherlands, you have to, like, you have to. This is, like, not a choice. You have to um get one at the market where they're, like, hot off the press, like, literally hot off the press. And the caramel inside is all, like, gooey and hot and melty, and it's just the best thing ever. Um, and I've eaten like entire chocolate letters, chocolate letters, in like a couple bites. And I swear like one letter is like 200 grams of just like pure chocolate. But I'm like, give me the goods. Um, and this actually brings me to my next point in this updateful 
updateful story and that is my extreme hunger i would have to check my journal entry for exactly which day it was but it was one day in early october uncoincidentally the day i decided to move back home and be closer to my family that i experienced my first extreme hunger episode i was absolutely shell-shocked when it happened and it was like almost a surreal experience compared to my lack of appetite and the constant vomiting i'd been experiencing for like an entire year leading up to that moment so it was like 4 p.m and i'd already eaten my breakfast and my lunch and i had some snacks and just like just the huge and all of a sudden, I just got hit by what I often describe as a wave of hunger that sweeps you up and won't put you down until you've surfed it all the way down the coast. And damn, that day I surfed that wave alright. And ever since that day, I continued to surf that wave and gained weight exponentially fast. For basically the entire month of October and November, not a day went by without me feeling like I was binging my brains out. My body was in full-on healing mode, begging me to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat until I felt so stuffed that I literally could not do anything else besides sit on my bed for like hours until the nausea passed. Like I literally could not even move or walk because I was so freaking full. But I mean, if that doesn't go to show how bad I needed the food, I don't know what does. But listen closely because here is like the epitome of making every mess into a message because it was while I sat on my bed unable to move that I actually started writing my second book, which can you guess what it's about? Yep, it's all about how to beat extreme hunger. My memoir is currently in the hands of my editor until mid-February of 2023 and because I was in the middle of experiencing extreme hunger all over again, all these years later, the words just like came pouring out of me because going through extreme hunger again was just like a whoa, whoa, like whoa wake up call to the significance and importance of the mindset you have while going through it. Like I'm currently halfway through writing the book. So the new book, cause my memoir is obviously already finished. Others Otherwise, my editor wouldn't have it. Um, But anyways, I'm currently halfway through writing my Extreme Hunger book and am blocking out time each week to hit another few thousand words because I just want it to be out there so fast because there are no books in, like, existence on Extreme Hunger. So I'm going to change that. Um, So my memoir will be coming out in 2023 this year and the Extreme Hunger book will definitely be coming out this year as well. Um, as well as my recipe book, which I'll tell you about in a sec too. Um, So yeah, I'm hoping that my Extreme Hunger book will actually be finished by the time that my editor gives me back the manuscript for my memoir so we can like swap um, and she can read it and I can go on with publishing the memoir. And yeah, I mean, so, so much exciting stuff. So many exciting projects coming this year. And I did have a handful of amazing beta readers give feedback on my memoir when I finished the first draft. So if you'd like to be a beta reader for my upcoming Extreme Hunger book, be sure to email me livelabelfree at gmail.com and you can be one of the very first people to read it. And if you sign up for my book waitlist over at livelabelfree.com forward slash 
book, you'll also be the first one to receive updates on all my books. And yes, you will also receive exclusive pre-launch bonuses that I won't be giving anywhere else. So get on that list, my friend. And speaking of books, I'm almost finished with the recipe book that I was just telling you about. Um, so yeah, we have so much going on. And for that too, you can be like a better reader but I guess like more like better looker because a cookbook isn't really like that much reading um but I mean you can I can still have typos in there so I need like a fresh set of eyes um so again if you want to give me feedback or get like exclusive access to any of my books to help me out and help um bring them into the world just shoot me an email and we will be in touch so before moving on to answer the common question Olivia, how the frick do you do it all? How do you write three books and counting? And how do you do coaching? And how do you stay on Instagram? And how do you do this podcast? And how do you like sleep and eat and do all the things? Um, I want to share where I am currently at on my extreme hunger journey. As I know what I'm about to share will be so, so, so reassuring for anyone currently fearful of the extreme hunger process. So for starters, I just share that I basically binged every single day for two months straight and I mean binged hard. I barely ate a vegetable and 99.9% of my daily intake consisted of foods that were high in carbs, sugar, and fat. My body was constantly screaming for sweet food so that's exactly what I gave it. Looking back, I must have gone through dozens of jars of Nutella and cinnamon toast crunch um like every week on top of like going to a local bakery and buying like all the pastries like every single day because my body was like you need it you just need it um and the best part of the entire process though has been how peaceful and at ease I felt each and every day Unlike when I went through extreme hunger five years ago, when I was afraid I would never stop eating and that I would gain weight forever and that I'd become addicted to sugar and I would get diabetes, I now have so much trust in my body and the process. I know there will come a point where my body is in full perfect energy balance and it won't need as much food and I know there will come a point where my body will settle at a weight that is healthy for it like of course it will fluctuate from time to time like when you go to Christmas dinner and you eat like Christmas cookies and have extra during the holidays and I always notice that like during the winter I tend to eat a lot more it's like my body's like going into hibernation or something um but yeah I know that my body will settle at a weight that is healthy for it and I know there will come a point where my body won't like want to eat an entire pack of cookies or an entire pack of Nutella or an entire jar of peanut butter with like 25 freaking hundred slices of cake on top and then still want more because my body simply won't need that anymore. And in fact, I'm actually already living that right now. In just two months time, I've gained all the weight back that I lost. And shortly thereafter, I've started craving more vegetables and quote unquote, healthy food again. And I say healthy in air quotes, because I believe that health is subjective. And for me, eating mostly sugar and carbs and processed food was the healthiest thing for my body to come out of energy deficit. I mean, there's a reason you don't daydream about eating a bowl of lettuce or you don't have fantasies about eating the sliced cucumber. (laughs) Um, And there's a reason your body craves all those high calorie foods because it is simply the most efficient way for your body to come back to a place of energy 
balance so yes if you have this whole idea of like i need to eat like whole foods plant-based and i need to eat clean and i need to gain weight the quote-unquote healthy way the healthiest way to not only gain weight or eat or just the healthiest way to be is to listen to your freaking body like our heart knows and our body knows but our brain thinks and sometimes we just have to trust our heart and trust our body and not listen to our freaking overthinking brain because that's the very reason it's called overthinking like we overthink things that are actually so simple which are just listen to your cravings just listen to your mental hunger so i no longer feel the urgency around food that i did every single day during october and november like i felt like such an urgency it was like i was being pulled into the kitchen by like some invisible force that was like you need food now and i most definitely don't feel the need to keep eating until i'm so full and nauseous that i can barely move but that process and that time and that like experience had its time and place because if i had been able to walk and like do other things besides sit on my bed for like four hours at a time until suddenly i was ravenous again um maybe i would have never started writing my extreme hunger book so you see everything happens for a reason um but yeah like long story short i feel so much better now i feel so energetic i crave my salads and i crave my vegetables and i crave my cauliflower oatmeal but i'm also eating like nutella and peanut butter and cookies and all the dutch goodies and i mean like boated on metahoslach which um is translates to um sliced bread with sprinkles so it's the best thing ever you take like a fresh slice of dutch bread and you like smear a thick layer of butter on there and then you top it off with um chocolate sprinkles it is heaven like trust me like i have been eating all the goodness um and i eat my vegetables and i eat my food and you know all the things but but that's what is balance like and my body craves the variety now because it feels safe and it knows food is abundant so it no longer feels the need to act as if we're in a famine it doesn't feel the need to obsess over food or like watch what i eat in a day videos all day to get to find permission to eat because only you can give yourself that permission my friend so i do want to note here that i am still requiring a high amount of food and i definitely say i'm still experiencing like extreme hunger episodes from time to time but it's gradually been decreasing and i'm fully surrendering to the process and like will continue to do so i mean that's that's the way through life right um and i may continue to gain weight and go into overshoot again like i did several years ago and like i said if so so freaking be it our bodies are so freaking smart and the more we try and manipulate and micromanage them and tell them like no it's like it's good now like we have to stop the more confused and messed up your body will get like i'm also still waiting on my period to come back after a year of not having it so even just for that reason i'm like body do your thing what has been really really positive though even though it kind of sucks and i mean I'm like, this is a sign that I know my period is like around the corner. But like I said, it sucks is that I'm definitely like noticing the hormones working again because I've been getting so many pimples and I filmed a reels like a couple weeks ago where you can just like see a massive pimple. But I'm like, you know what? One pimple, two pimples, three pimples, hell, even 30 pimples is better than experiencing mental extreme hunger for the rest of your life. Am I right? 
Okay, so I also wanted to answer some questions I've been receiving about the process, including how I'm dealing with the weight gain and just how I'm dealing with like the mental side of extreme hunger overall. So let us start with weight gain. Personally, I've never been someone who feared weight gain, and by that I mean I never feared weight gain in the sense that I feared being in a larger body or being at a higher weight. Even when I was at my lowest weight, when I was in the throes of anorexia, I knew how skeletal I looked, and I was even ashamed of how I looked. For many, many years, I truly did want to gain weight, but the reason it took me so long to finally start gaining weight was because I feared taking the actions necessary to do so. I always remember saying that if I could wave a magic wand and be at a higher weight, I totally would. Like, give me the wand, please. I just didn't want to have to go through the discomfort and the drastic changes that come with the process of gaining weight, like the bloating, the clothes not feeling right, and having to buy new clothes. When I discovered I am autistic at the age of 20, the entire course of my life, but also my eating disorder journey, all made sense to me, including this strong, strong, strong aversion to taking those necessary recovery actions. One of my core autistic traits is difficulty with change, and still today, I absolutely hate clothes shopping. I'm so, so, so particular about the way clothes fit me, and honestly, totally comparable to Goldilocks in that sense, and the best way to describe how I need my clothes to feel is just right. Of course, you can't stay stuck in an eating disorder just because you don't want to outgrow old clothes, just like you can't stay a little kid forever because you don't want to have to work when you're older. The only guarantee in life is that everything is constantly changing, whether we like it or not. We cannot control the things we cannot control, such as the external world or the weight our body feels best at, but we can always control our mindset. I'm sure you've heard the phrase that pain is inevitable, yet suffering is optional. Yes, digestive issues in recovery are painful, and neurally rewiring your brain will bring up a lot of anxiety. But the more you try and resist these parts of the process, the more suffering you create for yourself. Because I believe mindset is at the very core of not only full recovery from an eating disorder, but also to unlocking your full potential in life, the first module of my course, Extremely Hungry to Completely Satisfied, is all about how to shift your mindset to go from a place of fear and limitation to a place of abundance and empowerment. This is also exactly what I work on in the first weeks of coaching with my clients, because like I said, if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have an open mindset to changing and are not committed, like how do you even believe you're going to sustain recovery? So it's owning this very mindset, this mindset of abundance and that everything is possible and believing you can achieve what you want to achieve that I believe made going through extreme hunger the second time around so much easier for me. Although last year was straining in every way possible, I'm actually very grateful for the lessons last year taught me. Losing all that weight and then needing to gain it back proved to be a testament to how my mindset has shifted more than I ever thought even possible just a few years ago. I no longer held the same fears than I did when I went through extreme hunger the first time around, including the fear 
that, like I said before, that I would never stop eating, that I would become addicted to sugary foods and get diabetes, or that I would gain weight forever and swing to the other side and develop binge eating disorder. Instead of trying to delay the extreme hunger process, which actually just made it more painful and extreme, I was able to give myself permission to jump right in. And because I did that, because my mindset is in such a place of trust and abundance, the process went by so quick and I'm doing better than ever as quickly as two months later. Now, I want to ask you this. How much better could your life be if you could get this process over and done with in just two months. I just want you to take a moment to imagine that. What could your life look like if you no longer suffered from extreme physical or extreme mental hunger? Well, you can be living that life in two months. My course, Extremely Hungry to Completely Satisfied, is an eight-week program that guides you step-by-step through the process, providing you with knowledge and tangible action steps to go from where you are now to where you want to go. All of the mindset shifts that I have made over the years that made this recent extreme hunger journey almost effortless are explained in my course, so I have no doubt it's the exact resource you need to beat extreme hunger once and for all. You can learn more about my course by visiting the link livelabelfree.com forward slash extreme dash hunger dash course and uh, I am so excited for you to join me on this journey to freedom because I swear life is so much more full when you are not obsessed with food and speaking of guidance and making the extreme hunger process easier something else i struggled with a lot less this second time around has been the unpredictability aspect of extreme hunger if you're autistic you know that alongside difficulty with change difficulty with unpredictability is another very common autistic trait the reason autistic people have so many rituals and routines in place is to avoid change and to make life more predictable i believe this comes down to trust as the only reason we fear unpredictability is because we don't trust what will happen rituals and routines give us something to rely on they give us knowledge of the outcome because in the end that's all trust really is knowing the outcome extreme hunger along with it being a process that comes with endless change is also a very unpredictable process not knowing when an extreme hunger episode would hit not knowing which specific cravings i would have that day not knowing how much i would need to eat to feel satisfied not to mention the unpredictability of how much weight you'll gain or whether or not you'll get a digestive flare-up i mean all of these are factors that can cause you to come up with all those what if worst case scenario happens due to the fear which is the opposite of trust because you just don't know the outcome and then imagine the worst you try to avoid honoring the extreme hunger at all costs but all this is doing is keeping you extremely hungry it's true you don't know the outcome of what honoring your extreme hunger will bring but what you do know is that constantly not feeling satisfied is not making you happy you know that how you're living your life right now is not fulfilling you and not making you happy so what do you really have to lose by doing something different the only way to know what will happen when you honor your extreme hunger is to honor your extreme 
hunger. And because I do want to move on to tell you all about what's coming in 2023 this year, that's all I'm going to say about extreme hunger for now. Thanks to my new mindset, the past two months of extreme hunger were monumentally easier for me to go through, and I want to help make it monumentally easier for you by inviting you to enroll in my course. You know where to find more info because I just shared the link, but here it is again, livelabelfree.com forward slash extreme dash hunger dash course. Now, let's talk about what you can expect in 2023. So, I'll start with an update on my memoir as that's the most significant project that will finally be released this year. And as much as I wish I did, I don't yet have a publishing date because I know so many of you have been asking me about that. Um, Because this process, it's definitely proving to have a lot more aspects to it than I originally thought. But hey, enjoy the journey, right? I've already learned so much about the steps necessary to write and self-publish a book and continue to learn more as I move forward. I mean, like I said again, I am a lifelong learner in every sense of the word. Currently, the manuscript for my memoir is in the hands of a professional editor until mid-February, which I mentioned um, earlier in the episode. So some of the steps that will follow include formatting the book, um, having the cover designed, which my amazingly talented sister will be doing. when, And she's just going to design the cover for all my books because what she comes up with, like, that is freaking art. Um, I need to record the audiobook version and then I need to figure out how to publish and distribute to all of the places where books are sold. Um, and I also do plan on translating all of my books to Dutch in the future, which I'm very excited for, especially for this memoir, because so many of the events in the story take place in the Netherlands, and it was definitely interesting translating Dutch conversations into English for the first version, um, especially because there are like certain expressions or just the way Dutch people say things that I'm like, you just cannot find the proper translation to English. So if you are Dutch and you're listening to this, I'm just going to give a quick example. That's like when people say, no, that is not the bedoeling, huh? Um, Which means like, basically like, well, that's not the purpose. But like, it, it doesn't even come close to like the tone or like the intonation that you like feel if you understand Dutch. So anyways, I so appreciate everyone's enthusiasm and support around my book already um and i'm just so 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 freaking excited for the day that you can finally get your hands on it um and transparently the process of publishing a book is very expensive like the editor alone cost me like three thousand dollars and you know the like barcode on the back of a book with like the isbn number like even just buying an isbn number like cost a few hundred dollars like who freaking knew um so yeah uh this whole process and like me wanting to write multiple books too i'm like holy shit this is costing me a lot of money and because money was like one of the biggest reasons why i almost died last year, um, I, I've really realized that I need to start speaking up to my, up for myself more, and, like, advocating for myself, um, and just asking for more people to support me, because all of the free content I put out, like, this podcast, and on Instagram, and on YouTube, and all my blog posts, like, I, I don't get paid for that, like, that's just me being passionate about something, and, and sharing it with people who need it, and if you do benefit from it, or if you know someone who is benefiting from it, um, please do consider, um, becoming a Live Label Free patron, and joining me on 
Patreon, where you can donate as little or as much per month as you want to support me as a creator, and so I can continue doing what I love most, which is providing you with free content. And if you also want to be one of the founding members of my memoir and all my other books and help get all my books into the world faster, um, if you're a patron, if you're on Patreon and you're supporting me there, um, you will get a free copy of all of my books, as well as all of those pre-launch bonuses I will be gifting before the book officially releases just to show my gratitude because your support and anyone who makes a monthly donation and really um sees my work as a creator and really works to support that I mean that does not go unnoticed so I do want you to know that um I will be sharing all of my free content with you and more if you support me on Patreon so two other big projects I'm currently working on and aspire to finish in 2023 are those two other books I mentioned so the one on how to beat extreme hunger and the other one on uh which is a recipe book for neurodivergent individuals as well well as those who are recovered or in recovery from disordered eating. Learning to nourish my own body in a way that made me feel my best was a critical aspect of recovery from my eating disorder, so I really hope that this book, this recipe book, will empower and inspire people like you to do the same. So as you can imagine, writing and publishing three books and counting, because I'm gonna spare you the details of the 20 plus, I, I'm not even exaggerating right now, 20 plus other book ideas I have on top of coaching, this podcast, my YouTube channel, Instagram, and the demands of everyday life. Like, I still need to pay my rent and do groceries and also make time to, you know, take myself out once in a while because what is life if you can't even have fun? <laughs> um, it's all a really big time and energy investment and like I said, one that literally almost killed me last year. So in an effort to embrace the journey and protect my mental health and overall well-being, I've accepted that I simply can no longer do everything at once and I do need to be intentional with where I focus my energy and spend my time. And I have found that writing and working on my books and being fully present with my clients and course students brings me the most joy. These are the activities that I know are making the biggest impact and changing the most lives. So that's where I choose to focus most of my energy. After literally surviving 2022, I've been craving a slower pace of life, one in which I actually feel present, one in which I'm prioritizing my health and well-being and asking for support for all the free content I do, one in which I'm prioritizing my family and relationships and actually going to visit them and not saying I'm too busy with work or I don't have time because, I mean, if we don't have time for what's most important, like, what the hell are we even doing? Basically, I am craving a life in which I'm actually enjoying the process of living because isn't that what we are all striving for in the end? For this reason, I have made the intentional decision to spend less time in other places and one of those places is on Instagram. I think I can speak on behalf of very many people when I say that Instagram has become a really frustrating place to be, not only because it's all a highlight reel and is a breeding ground for comparison, but also because it's 
the ever-changing app itself. Instagram is simply no longer what it used to be, a platform to connect with like-minded individuals. The algorithm keeps changing, it's infested with ads, and I can spend hours creating a valuable post or reels video just to have like two people see it. Don't get me wrong, I still love connecting with people on Instagram, and I'll definitely still be present on there, but no longer as much as I used to be. My books and clients deserve my energy, and the people that choose to support me deserve my energy, and I refuse to be a slave to some social media app that just drains my energy. So if you are currently frustrated by Instagram or any other forms of social media, Here is your reminder that you get to choose how you engage and if this app feels like it's controlling your life, you get to choose to take that control back. In the same vein, I also plan on doing more shorty podcast episodes and may release podcasts bi-weekly sometimes if I release like a much longer episode. Um... Just because podcasting is a massive time commitment and the length of the final episode definitely does not do the behind the scenes process proper justice. To create one single episode, I need to come up with an idea, I need to script the episode, I need to record the episode, I need to edit the episode, I need to go back and edit the original script so that it reads nicely for the blog, I need to create graphics to use as the thumbnail images and for YouTube, and I haven't even gotten to the part of time spent creating a Reels video or a post to share the podcast on Instagram or the time spent writing the email to share the podcast with my email list. So yes, even a podcast episode that's like only five minutes can take over five hours to create. I do love podcasting and sharing massive free value with you, but I don't get paid an hourly rate for those five hours. So the hours I spend creating that free value need to be compensated in some way. And of course, my clients and course students support me as a creator while they're receiving massive value. But if you're just a listener of the podcast and aren't in any of my paid programs or just kind of taking all my value and appreciate everything I do, um, I really, really would appreciate it if you could make a small donation to support me and show you love and show that you appreciate me by joining me on Patreon. And I know I've mentioned this before and I hate to sound like so repetitive and so silly, but like I said, I need to start speaking up for myself more and in order to keep making the biggest impact I can make while still supporting myself and being able to do my own groceries, I do rely on generous donation from people like you. So again, you can join me on Patreon by visiting the link livelabelfree.com forward slash Patreon. And I really do want you to know that I appreciate your support from the bottom of my heart. So phew, I think that's all I have to share for now. Yeah, like at least for now, as everything is constantly changing and in a month, my life could be all different again. So if you enjoy these update episodes or even have any ideas for how I can support you even more for becoming a Live Label Free patron, 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 um, I was actually thinking that if you're in the US and you want to become a patron, why do I keep saying patron? I feel like it's patron. I would like love to send you a goodie box of um, all of my favorite Dutch foods. So yeah, just like know that there are going to be a lot of good perks for <laughs> being a patron or a patron. And if you're in the Netherlands, I have like a lot of 
connections in the U.S. So I can send you a goodie box of all U.S. foods. So yes, please do let me know your thoughts um, and whether or not if you become a patron and want to show your support to me, please let me know um, what your biggest insights are, what you appreciate most about my work by sending me an email over at livelabelfree at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, you can also send me a DM on Instagram, but for the reasons I just mentioned, I'm much more likely to see and respond to your emails, um, quicker just because Instagram is such a freaking time suck and an energy suck. And I don't want to be opening that app like a hundred thousand times anymore because I could be using that time to gather goodies for the Patreon box or write my book or, you know, do stuff that actually is making such a bigger impact in the world than scrolling social media. I look forward to hearing from you soon, and as always, I look forward to having you hear from me again soon in the next episode. Bye-bye for now!